You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's an actual Christmas, it's a hard rock holiday, so we're all singing welcome to the jungle all the way. It's a Flopcast Christmas, it's a demented holiday. Hi, this is Dr. Demento, stay demented. And then we'll get tattooed. Live from Chicken Town. This is the Flopcast episode 606 on flopcast.net. Yes, yes. Hello, Cornflake. Hello. Hi, Kevin. Hey, it's another holiday spectacular <laughs> this week with another special guest. Everybody, please welcome back to the Flopcast, our old buddy, Blasted Bill. Yes, Virginia. Now Santa's doing time. It is me, Blasted Bill, back again. <laughs> we wanted to have Bill back on for a while now, so welcome back. And we wanted to do a holiday show with Bill, and we wanted to do a top four and a half list with Bill. That's something that we've been meaning to do with you for a long time. Yeah, I've never got to do a four and a half list here in the Flopcast, so I'm excited. Wanted to so bad that it's all I've been thinking about. <laughs> Visions of top four and a half lists, you know, dancing in our heads all week. Commencing countdown. Four, three, two, one. What? One half? The top four and a half list. Uh, we're so excited about this that we're skipping National Whatever Day this week. We're just going to dive right into the list. And Bill, this was your idea, right? You wanted to come up with a holiday themed. Yeah, I, I was trying to come up with a four and a half list for a while, and then um, suddenly, like, hey, we have, we've never done a they've never done a Santa list. Let's do a Santa list. Santa has come up many times on the show, but not specifically in four and a half list format. So yeah. Let's do it. Now, Bill has a list. Cornflake, you have a list, right? So many Santas, so little time. We're going to have like approximately nine Santas because we have two four and a half lists to get through. I did not make a list. I'm just going to be like impartially moderating this whole thing. And hopefully if any of them are chocolate, they're the solid chocolate kind and not the hollow chocolate that like makes you think it's a solid chocolate Santa. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the TikTok videos of the rabbits that they just put a Santa covering over? So it looks like a Santa, but when you unwrap it, it's clearly a rabbit. <laughs> they just reuse the same chocolate. Santa bunnies. <laughs> so I don't know if any chocolate Santas are going to make the list, but we're going to find out because let's dive into this right now. And I think, oh, let's go ladies first. Cornflake, you have a Santa list for us. What Santa is at number four? That's so sweet, and I hope nobody's expecting chocolate Santas on my list, because I ate them all. <laughs> so, uh, I'm starting my list with a neighborhood in Toronto that goes by the name of Kringlewood at this time of year. I am talking about a part of Toronto that has no less than 50 14-foot-tall inflatable Santas. At number four. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. I saw this. 
Yeah, just lining the streets. One person started it. The neighbors thought it was a gas. And then suddenly everybody had 14-foot Santas in their yards. They've been doing this for years now. Every single house you drive by has an inflatable 14-foot. I mean, that is gargantuan. 14-foot tall. That's like two Andre the Giants. That's big. Yeah, inflatable glowing Santa. And it doesn't stop there, guys, because what I learned today was that somebody saw a news article about this in Greenville, South Carolina. And so now there is a sister neighborhood also featuring 14-foot tall glowing inflatable Santas along Earl Street in Greenville, South Carolina. So uh, if you can't get up to Canada to see Kringlewood, we've got it stateside too at number four, 14-foot tall inflatable Santas. (laughs) I love it. You know the move, if you're in Toronto, go up to the top of the CN Tower (laughs) and then, you know, look down at all the giant Santas. Yeah. That's the power move. So we have uh, sister cities now participating between Toronto and uh, South Carolina. What if these Santas start moving towards each other and they're destroying everything in their path? Well, I feel like we would all be winners because I'd really like to see that happen. All right, I was not <laughs> aware of this, but uh, you both were. So uh, I guess I have a lot of growing up to do and have a lot of learning to do when it comes to giant inflatable Santas on an international level. Bill, what do you have at number four? For nine, my number four uh, is a one that I forgot about until early today. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I completely left it off my list. I'm like, I have to include this on my list is Robot Santa Claus from Futurama. Oh, yeah. So the uh, the friendly robot company uh, made Robot Santa, and he went crazy. And so now in, uh, in the uh, far distant future of Futurama, instead of Sa- uh, Santa being a festive character, he brings death and destruction upon everyone. <laughs> well, that's the kind of Santa I was looking for. I wanted giant – I need robot Santas to do battle. There you go. So there's your number four for me is Robot Santa from Futurama. Do you know that? You sounded like you know that Santa, Cornflake. I remember that there was a Robot Santa on Futurama. Nice. Futurama is kind of a blind spot for me. I know it's a great show, but I've seen very little of it. I know it's back on the air. Yeah, I gotta watch the new one. So that's that's another groaning one, right? Yep. Matt Groening, yeah. Yes. So interestingly, I'm dating uh, a distant cousin of Matt Groening. I've always wondered if they were related. Yeah, yeah. Her older uh, uh, siblings remember Matt Groening being at uh, reunions back in the day. Wow. And apparently he was very similar to Bart's Bart personality. (laughs) (laughs) Some uh, bizarre Santas kicking off our list. Who knows where we're going to go next, Cornflake? What's at number three? Well, next we're hitting the ski slope, guys, because riding up on the ski lifts and sliding down the slopes, we have the skiing Santas of Sunday River, Maine. So what happens every year at Sunday River, which is a ski place up in the Northeast, ski place, some people call it a ski resort, I call it a ski place. They pick a day and there are very strict rules if you're going to be out on the slopes the day of the skiing Santas. Like, you have to wear a Santa hat. You have to wear a Santa beard. The whole Santa suit. So picture a bunch of Santas just skiing down all together. And one 
Grinch dressed as a Santa as well <laughs> this most recent year. Uh, it is a sight. This year's, as of recording, uh, the 2023 Skiing Santas hasn't happened yet, but I make sure to catch it on the news every year because it's just so funny seeing all these Santas suddenly skiing down the hill at you. Last year, there were 250 Skiing Santas. Now, see, if you show up this year, get them up to 251. That's my favorite number. That is your favorite number. All I have to do, let's see, am I a good enough friend to Kevin? <laughs> um, because did I mention I don't know how to ski? I don't either, but one of us has to step up and be a hero and do this. <laughs> I guess it's going to be me. I think it's going to be you. Is that so much to ask that you put on a hat and a beard and, and uh, just hurl down a mountain to your doom? Well, given that the ski resort is in Maine... I mean, that would give me a chance to go see the trap tree. So I guess it should be me for all intents and purposes. Yeah, you're going to be in the neighborhood anyway. I mean, I know how to ski, have skis, and have a Santa outfit, kind of. I'm just not anywhere near Maine. Yeah, geographically, oh. you're farthest away. <laughs> Bill is in Michigan, we should point out. Can we fly you in, Blasted Bill? <laughs> like, how are our Flopcast funds looking these days? Can we... <laughs> Oh, I want like a helicopter, then the rope ladder drops out, hovering <laughs> over the uh, the ski lodge. Yes. Here comes Bill. So I would only be half Santa. I was actually at a bar crawl this past weekend where I went as Composite Santa. This is not on my list, uh, but do you guys know Composite Santa from Robot Chicken? No. What is this? So it, he's half uh, Santa and half Frosty the Snowman. Oh. Uh, so uh, I, I should send you a picture uh, so you can see it. Uh, but yeah, so I went as a bar crawl. So it was it was half Santa and half Frosty the Snowman. So uh, I don't have a full Santa costume anymore because it was ripped up <laughs> to make this composite Santa. That's fantastic. So was everybody suited up like Santa? Most people just had like a, a, a Christmas sweater or a Santa hat or something like that. Uh, there was a couple other people in character, a lot of uh, several buddies uh, and, a, and a couple Santas as well, of course. All right. How, how many stops on the crawl? Uh, uh, I think I went to about 10 uh, out, out of 10. about 15. Wow. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to go skiing right after that necessarily. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm afraid we're on a tight schedule, Bill, so we're going to need to airlift you directly from the Santa bar crawl directly to the top of a mountain, and uh, we'll just let gravity take care of the rest. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll do my best. Just hang on to the Grinch. You'll get down, okay? Everything's going to be fine. Bill, what do you have at number three? For nine, my number three is a Santa who kind of kicked off a over 20-year event kind of thing is the Santa from South Park in the infamous Spirit of Christmas short film uh, that started the um, the show that's been running for a little, well over 20 years now, probably 30 years at this point. Closing in on 30, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is closing in on 30. started in 1997, didn't it? Uh, I think 97, yeah. So I have the, the original. Um, so so the, there's actually two Spirits of Christmases, uh, one in 92, which was Jesus versus Frosty, and then they redid it in 95 as Jesus versus Santa. I remember that. Um, and that's the one I remember seeing. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, when when the uh, South Park um, started airing in August, I think it was 97, I was immediately hooked. And all the times when Santa comes on, it's just epic. And they used to have uh, awesome uh, uh, Christmas holiday specials. There was one whole one where they're on this adventure and they keep talking about having a holiday, uh, 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 Christmas adventure when they're on a Christmas adventure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so that's my Very meta. my number three is is uh, the Santa from South Park. I don't think I've seen the Santa from South Park. Oh, it's good. Yeah, especially the the Christmas yeah, short. The that Christmas was short about is really good. It's really good, and they're still going. They're still going, and it's still good. I still watch it. Yeah, and you know, I never got into South Park either. So that's yeah. another kind of blind spot for me. So what, watching, um, I think it's Trey and Matt. Yeah. Uh, talk about um, their time they're working on South Park is they've been there longer than anyone else at the network. <laughs> so every time they get a new network exec, they have to to come back in and, and get the network execs up to speed on what they're doing. And they pretty much just have carte blanche to like, just yeah, put out an episode, give it to us. We'll put it on. <laughs> Very nice. All right. I'm, I'm telling you uh, these so far, all Santas I'm completely unfamiliar with on the Santa list. <laughs> and and I think there's I think the rest of them on my list, you might know one, uh, maybe two. <laughs> this is turning into quite a learning experience for <laughs> me. Let's see what in the world happens next. Cornflake, Santa number two. I'm about to put you into some more familiar territory because in case you haven't figured it out yet, I skewed pretty silly on most of this list. Yeah, normally we frown upon silliness <laughs> around here, but today we're gonna we're finally lightening up here on the Flopcast. So let's work in a classic here at number two because legitimately this is one of my favorites and one I'm sure everybody knows. He went by Chris in this television special that first aired on ABC in 1970, as in Chris Kringle from Santa Claus is Coming to Town. My favorite, I think, of all the Rankin-Bass Santas is the young Santa Claus and how Santa Claus came to be with his buddies, Jessica, of course, who becomes Mrs. Claus, the winter warlock, some reindeer and a penguin named Topper to help him. <laughs> Last year, I guess, was the, and maybe we even talked about this, Kevin, it was the stop motion specials 50th anniversary. Everybody knows, of course, well, I imagine everybody knows that Chris Kringle in this Rankin Bass special was voiced by the mighty Mickey Rooney, of course. whose real name by the way, and I just learned this today, was Joseph Yule. Wow. Oh, very appropriate. Yeah. I'm not aware of that. <laughs> that was a Christmas connection that I, I had no idea that that was the thing about <laughs> Mickey Rooney, but I, I think I always knew that wasn't his real name, but Joseph Yule was not on my bingo card. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. So the, sh- the show's from 1970. How was it the 50th anniversary last year? I can't do math. That's how. <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> that works. So that is that is one of my runners up that was originally on the list before uh, I uh, thought of some other ones. That's a great, great show. Yeah. Santa Claus is coming to town. Of course, one of my everybody knows. No secret around here. I'm obsessed with all the Christmas cartoons, all the rank and bass stuff. So you know, I love it all. But that's certainly one of the best. And just what a magnificent job they did in that specific show, tying in so many of the aspects of the Santa legend, and and they you know they kind of yeah. worked everything into an origin story. They explained the the flying deer. Yes. Yeah, they explained the elves. They explained everything. Yeah, they, you know, having the name Chris Kringle and also having the name Claus, and the, and why you put him in stockings. Yes, yes, all that kind of stuff going down the chimney. That they worked in a reason for every aspect of the Santa legend, and it wasn't completely silly. It was only a little bit silly. <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. And why? Why there are only presents once a year? Yeah. Right, right, right. The reason being, he he was just getting old and tired. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing about that show is until the very end, it had nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> he was just a guy, a weird guy in the woods, constantly bringing toys into town. And I loved him. Trying to get him past the uh, the Burgermeister. Absolute classic. And yeah, and Mickey Rooney kind of became the definitive Santa of the Rankin Bass, uh, of the RBU, you know, because they, they kept using Mickey Rooney Santa in several other cartoons after that. Absolutely a classic. And yeah, the first Santa on our list that I actually know. So that was nice. <laughs> and a very cute Santa at that, even if he is a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> and weirdly a redhead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got the big shock of red hair at first. Even the reason he has the beard was because he was running from the law. Right? They were just trying to <laughs> he was just trying to not look like the wanted posters. That's the whole reason the guy wears a beard to this day. He's an outlaw. That's what I do when I don't want people to recognize me. I learned that. Just put on a beard. From Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Nobody ever recognizes me in my beard. <laughs> I'm going to drop you at the top of the mountain. You'll be good to go in your beard. Bill, how about Santa number two? For my number two, I have a 2019 Netflix movie, uh, Santa Claus, called Claus. That's K-L-A-U-S. And uh, speaking of Weird Guy in the Woods, uh, that's exactly what this one was. I don't know if uh, you guys heard about it or saw it. I don't think I saw this. So it's, again, a, a imagining of how Santa Claus came to be uh, completely different than the uh, the Santa Claus is Coming to Town version. This is a weird old guy in the woods who, who doesn't like dealing with people, but he likes making toys. And this uh, postman, <laughs> and he's played by J.K. Sims, which is amazing. Oh. Uh, and this uh, postman comes to town. So he says, if you send this guy in the middle of the woods a letter, he'll give you a toy. And uh, he's just trying to sell stamps, and it involves into a friendship and toy giving and whatnot. And it's really cute. It's really wonderful. And uh, I highly enjoyed it, and I highly recommend it as well. Wow. Do you know this one, Cornflake? It rings a bell. <laughs> Is it still on Netflix? It's probably still there. It's the, Yeah, as far as I know, it's still on Netflix. I think I saw it the other night uh, I, I, in the queue. Uh, I might give it a rewatch. It's it's uh, really good. Sure. J.K. Simmons, he's from the Spider-Man movies. Right? Yeah, yeah. I know that dude. Yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. That's one of those guys. You when, when you recognize that face, you see him in all kinds of things. Yeah, and, and, and this is this is an animated. I, I don't think I mentioned this. This is an animated one. Oh, okay. No, you did not mention that. Uh, so, so he's it's the voice of him, but not the. Uh, you don't see his face. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, getting uh, even deeper down the list now. Cornflake, number one. Kind of fit in all those Christmas cartoons. Well, this was not from a Christmas cartoon, but I will tell you that there is part of an old school episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway that aired during the show's first season. Bill, do you know where I'm going with this? No, I don't, but okay, it's got to be crazy if you're bringing that up. Yeah. So this segment aired during the show's first season stateside because, of course, it was on the UK right. forever. This particular segment from this show has been living rent-free in my head since 1999. <laughs> Back in the day, there was this segment called Newsflash. So it would have Ryan Stiles, who was, of course, was a regular on the show, along with one of their rotating comedian guests. In this case, it was a really funny lady named Denny Siegel. They would be news anchors. And Colin Mockery would be out there as a reporter in the field. So what they do is they'd have Colin stand in front of a green screen and the anchors, the other people on the set, the audience, everyone but Colin himself could see what footage was playing behind him. 
But Colin would have to report on what was going on behind him as if he knew what it was. So the anchors would ask him questions. You'd kind of have to guess what was going on and what he was actually reporting on. And in this case, it was piles of people dressed as Santa Claus partying it up at a Santa Claus convention. (laughs) So the footage by itself that's going on behind this guy who has no idea what's going on behind him on the green screen is gold in and of itself. Like I could have, like I loved whose line is it anyway back in the day, but I could have just watched the Santa footage. It starts with them out on a playground and their Santa Claus is jumping up and down on teeter totters. And then suddenly they're all in a disco and the Santas are, are dancing. It's just mayhem. Was one of the Santas a, a half Santa, half frosty <laughs> by any chance? It was really, it was chaos. And So the news anchors are asking him questions like, uh, well, you realize that this is airing during a time where children are able to see this. And and some would say that the children might be scarred by what they're seeing. And Colin, not knowing what's going on behind him, goes, well, we all have to grow up sometime. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember this now that you described it. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I think you were living this just the other night, Bill. Yeah, I, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> there was certainly dancing going and drinking going on, yeah. All right, uh, Bill. Hey, uh, Santa number one. So for my number one, my number one and my number half, it was painful to decide between the two of them. <laughs> yeah. But I finally came came down to this decision. Uh, this is another animated uh, cartoon. This is not, some people argue with me, but this is not a Christmas movie. But there's a movie uh, called Rise of the Guardians. Oh, yeah. And technically, his name is not Santa. His name is Nicholas St. North. But he uh, uh, he does the Santa Claus role in there. Uh, and it's based on a, a, a series of books uh, called The Guardians of the Childhood. Uh, the movie is is more based around Jack Frost than anyone, uh, and it takes place during Easter. So, if anything, it's an Easter movie, <laughs> in my opinion. But yeah, it has all the uh, all kinds of different um, mythical features: uh, the Jack Frost, uh, Santa Claus, uh, the the Boogeyman is uh, the bad guy, uh, the Tooth Fairy, Hugh Jackman playing the Easter Bunny, who's Australian, Sweet. <laughs> just hilarious, and and then Sandman. Uh, and then um, uh, the Santa character is played by Alec Baldwin. I think I mentioned that. So it's it's absolutely wonderful. I loved it. For whatever reason, it didn't do that good in the box office. And I don't know why. It was just an amazing movie. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it. And it was cool. And I don't really remember it very well. It's another one I should I should revisit. What year was that? Uh, let's see. Uh, 2005, I want to say. Or 2012. Okay. Did you see that one, Cornflake? I didn't. I was blissfully unaware of all of this. I got to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I like that kind of stuff where it kind of like in Nightmare Before Christmas where they show that there here's a world with all the holiday creatures, you know. Yeah, it it would it would pair very nicely with with Nightmare for Christmas, yeah. Sure. So if you if you know me the rest of the year, you might think I absolutely hate Christmas, but when it's actually <laughs> Christmas time, I do like Christmas movies. All right, let's check that out. And I think we've reached the top of our Santa list. Cornflake, number one half. What do you have? I'm with Bill, by the way. It was really hard to pick a very favorite Santa Claus. There are so many good ones. But for my number half pick, I got to take us back to 1981. Because I had to have an 80s Santa on the list. This is the flop cast. (laughs) Sure. We have quotas. And uh, believe it or not, 
Santa Claus lived on a dairy farm in 1981. Not just any dairy farm, but one in Tatanka, Iowa. A group of children came by to meet Santa, and Santa was not who or what they expected. And thus began the annual tradition of milking Santa. (laughs) Normally, you leave milk out for Santa, but this particular Santa, Santa Claus the cow, provides the milk. So this farm out in Iowa, back in the early 80s, they had a cow or calf that was born on Christmas Eve. So they named her Santa. She's a very productive cow. She produced over 24,000 pounds of milk a year. And it became the town's tradition to have the kids have field trips over at Christmas to milk Santa the cow. And somebody found footage of the owners of this farm being interviewed as well as the kids. The kids were told they were going to go see Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think, I don't think they, they were expecting to see a cow and they were delighted to be on the farm. But when interviewed afterwards, they were very confused because uh, their concept of Santa Claus had been destroyed. I like that the kids must have been hugely confused and disappointed. And also, Imagine how unpleasant the whole thing was for Santa the cow. Yeah. 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 This is a Santa that hates Christmas. Yeah. Well, she's, she didn't seem to, to mind. And of course, they all get some extra hay when the kids come to visit. But Once a year, a busload of kids <laughs> come, pulls up to the barn and just start poking and prodding at poor Santa the cow. Milking the cow. Straight eggnog, I assume. Oh, yeah. The yield. That's what comes out of this cow, right? Ah. They're nogging the cow. I just love that there's a Santa Claus Christmas cow. Yeah, that is one on your list that I did not know. A bizarre <laughs> top of the Santa list. Yeah, really <laughs> obscure. Very bizarre, yes. <laughs> That's what we like around here. Well, now that that uh, puts all the pressure on you, Bill, how do you top a Santa cow? What's at the top of your list at number one half? I'm not sure uh, if I can top a, a, a cow, but I'm certainly going to try here. Uh, this is another more recent one. This one is not animated. This is a live action, uh, uh recent, uh, one. So again, uh, with Rise of the Guardians, uh, Santa, uh, he's very rugged, very, uh, I, I don't want to say manly, but like, uh, very confident and, and get stuff done kind of Santa. Uh, and this, this Santa is very similar. Uh, this is Kurt Russell Santa from Christmas Chronicles. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the Christmas Chronicles. But it's just an amazing uh, movie uh, where Santa is just the coolest character. <laughs> There's a part where he is in a, uh, a jail cell and uh, he pulls out a guitar from nowhere, starts <laughs> rocking. Uh, all the uh, people in the jailhouse with him start joining in, in the band and an amazing musical number happens. It just anywhere he goes, everyone loves him. He's just cool. And so this whole like adventure is happening and it turns out that he does it on purpose to give this one kid a, a very special Christmas wish. Yes. It's just the coolest uh, Christmas movie I've seen in a long time. Uh, and they did a follow-up. Uh, I, I, it was a year, a year or two later, uh, Christmas Chronicles 2. Yeah. Uh, and Mrs. Claus was played by uh, Goldie Hawn. Oh, wow. Uh, former. Uh, they were never married, but uh, I think they had kids together. Yeah, they were an item for a long time, as I recall. Yeah, partners. Yeah. They played off each other very well. Uh, so the, the second one is, is, is just as good, in, in my opinion. I have not seen these either. 
Cornflake, it sounds like you know these movies. I am familiar with these. I need to sit down and give them an attentive watch. Have, have you seen, uh, uh, Kevin, um, like Escape from New York or... Um, yes. Uh, what, yeah, yeah. So, so imagine <laughs> Snake Bliskin is Santa Claus. All right, that works. Uh, you know, a little friendlier than Snake Bliskin, but like... Just, just amazing. Yeah, I feel like the only time I've seen Kurt Russell in the 21st century is in uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was. Uh... Ego. Ego, ego. Yeah, yeah the, the the giant, all powerful alien dude that's obsessed with uh, yacht rock from the 70s. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I was. I think I, I feel like I, I was vaguely aware of uh, him be, playing Santa in something, but I definitely have not seen that. So again, highly recommend that. I got a lot of movies to watch. And we're running out of time. Yeah. <laughs> well, stock up on candy canes and get it done, Kevin. <laughs> Gotta do it. That is a fine pile of Santas, my friends. And uh, most of them I was largely unfamiliar with. So I've learned a lot about Santa here tonight. I loved this recommendation, Blasted Bill. Thank you so much. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Uh, I, I, I didn't know where your list was going to go. and I didn't either. That makes two of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the magic of the top four and a half list is nobody knows what in the world's going to happen. I, I did have one other runner up. Sure. What you got? Uh, uh, the, the Santa from the Christmas story. It was on my list until South Park Santa and I had to drop it for South Park Santa. Uh, but for the, 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 the titular Christmas movie, uh, A Christmas Story, where the Santa goes, ho! As he pushes the young kid down the slide. Yeah, just kicks the kid down the... With the boot. Yes. Yep. I like a miserable, angry Santa. Can I have an honorary mention, too? Well, why not? It's Christmas time. What you got? It's... Oh, we're feeling generous. That's good. (laughs) Because I don't normally put too many songs in my four and a half list nowadays, but this has been a favorite of mine for about the past 10 years or so. TV's Kyle has a song called Put a Santa Hat on it. And the whole idea of the song is if it's not feeling like Christmas, whatever it is, just stick a Santa hat on it and you'll feel festive. And it works every time. Certainly a a holiday classic among weirdos like us. There is currently a skeleton in my downstairs bathtub with a Santa hat on it. Doesn't it feel like Christmas now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to leave. We we pose them for Halloween. I'm just going to leave them here uh, for the rest of the... The parties, and I'm just going to put different hats on them. Nice. He's the ghost of Christmas bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we uh, wrap up the show, before we wrap up the show, uh, we have to plug uh, something that, as we're recording, this is a weird thing that just happened last night. I was not a part of it, but I did witness it. Cornflake, you were a part of it. Yeah, I was. From our friends at the Dragon Con American Sci-Fi Classics track, Uh, You may recall about a month ago, as we kicked off the holiday season, uh, I was part of a script reading of the WKRP Turkey Drop episode. Oh, nice. And uh, I got to participate in that last month. I was was Dr. Johnny Fever. Johnny Fever. Yep. Yes. And, well, they did another script reading. This was our buddy Kevin Cafferty orchestrates the uh, Classics Track script readings, and he did it again. He gathered a uh, merry band of crazy people to perform a reading of A Charlie Brown Christmas. And this time I joined in. Oh, very nice. Cornflake was there, 
and uh, the mayor of Chicken Town was there. Oh, nice. Yeah, we both got in on it. Everybody from Team Flopcast has been part of one of these uh, holiday script readings now. Yeah, I sat this one out because I wanted to make room for others. And uh, look who the others were. It was, <laughs> it was you and the mayor, among a bunch of other uh, friends of ours. It was nice to see uh, my buddy Denise was in there. And, and Kelly, you got to meet Kelly. Cornflake. Yeah. Kelly's uh, one of my bosses down at DragonCon. She's the track director of the... Uh, the non-classics <laughs> track. And, and who did you guys play? Oh, well, uh, the mayor actually played a couple of characters. She did double duty with Violet and Frida. Yes. And we were randomly cast, and I was cast as Lucy. <laughs> oh, nice. I just summon all my rage. <laughs> yeah. You had a big part. Lucy has a big, yeah. big part. Yeah, with um, some serious... Uh, phobias that you have to be able to pronounce. You have to run through the phobia list at the psychiatrist booth. <laughs> money, money, money. Nickels, nickels, nickels. Um, I had the best time. And of course, if you listen to the Flopcast, you probably know who Joe Crow is. He was part of it, too. And uh, Kevin Cafferty just did an amazing job getting us all in order for this I knew it was going to be fun, but it was way more fun than I expected it to be. That's always good. And if you go watch it, there's probably a little bit of a surprise at the end just after Charlie Brown Christmas. So There may have been a, a second uh, script reading kind of spontaneously broke out when uh, Charlie Brown finished. Because well, we have stamina. <laughs> and, and actually, because that one broke out spontaneously, that was a script that uh, we had done last year. I don't know if you remember that cornflake. I do. But I, I was I was part of that reading last year, and you and I have now played the same character. I bet Ooh. you did Officer Opac way better than I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess we can reveal that after Charlie Brown, they did Christmas Comes to Pac Land. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Pac-Man cartoon Christmas special. And yeah, last year I played the uh, the police officer of Pac-Land, uh, Officer Opac. Officer Opac, yes. If I remember correctly, wasn't he Irish? Yeah, he was. Oh yeah, he was. How do you think I got the part? They saw my big Irish potato head and they said, all right, you better play Officer Opac. I did not bother trying to do an accent because I was like... <laughs> Visually, I got this covered, uh, accent-free. Clearly, I'm Officer Opac. But Cornflake, you were you were going for the at, at least a couple of accents. <laughs> <laughs> I started like Irish, Scottish, and ended up yep. Swedish somehow. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of drifting around Europe as the show went on, but that's fine. I think I remember watching this as a kid when it first came out. <laughs> Not quite the holiday classic that Charlie Brown Christmas is, no, but no. it's out there. <laughs> but we had already hooked in our audience so that we, we could just keep going yeah. in that way. And that was fun, too. So uh, two script readings from uh, Cornflake and the mayor and the whole wacky gang at the Classics track. So everybody, if you want to see Cornflake doing some acting, playing Lucy <laughs> from Charlie Brown. Giving you five good reasons to watch the video. <laughs> the mayor and I quote. You know, Christmas specials all year long. We just communicate in quotes <laughs> from Christmas cartoons. And yeah, we quote Lucy a lot from that show. Uh, things like, you didn't answer right away. You had to think about it. <laughs> that quote can come in very handy. Oh, all yeah. The time. Something about a big Eastern syndicate. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I know when I've been insulted. That's a good one. <laughs> Okay, kids, that's about enough uh, holiday festivities for tonight. Oh, yeah, can, I, can I get a plug in here, too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so uh, if anyone wants to find my silliness on the internet, um, you can find my stuff on TikTok now. Uh, I do weird, silly videos on there a lot. 
Uh, if you look for blasted underscore Bill, you should find me. Find my silly videos. Absolutely. Everybody find Bill on TikTok. Vopcast is not on TikTok. But Bill is on TikTok, so you know what to do, my friends. Uh, meanwhile, hey, Cornflake, get us out of here. I will. I'm going to get us out of here, and then I'm going to go get in line to milk Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wildly inappropriate when you think about it. Let's not think about it. Let's move on. <laughs> That's how I roll with my holidays. All right, so Flopcast.net is our website. We're at Facebook.com slash Flopcast. We are on Mastodon, Universidon.com slash Flopcast. And we're on Instagram, the underscore Flopcast. You know what would be the best holiday gift ever? A rating and or a review. Go on over to Apple Podcasts. That's where you can do that sort of thing. Music for the Flopcast is written and performed by the Sponge Awareness Foundation. And uh, please visit Toronto if you want to see the giant inflatable Sponge Awareness Foundation displays throughout the city. It's absolutely terrifying. Cornflake, thanks for another festive holiday flopcast and hey bill thank you for stopping by to spend the holidays with us thanks for inviting me always a pleasure we shall have you back again before too long everybody hope you're feeling as festive as we are and everybody please of course be safe be kind be silly and we'll see you next week peace and skiing santas What if you could bring three experienced producers into your home each week to discuss your favorite movies and the people that made them? That's Tales from Hollywoodland. Your hosts, Arthur, Julian, and Steve, collectively have years of showbiz producing experience. Their weekly show is a fast-paced, fun, and very conversational experience, like spending a good time with your best movie-loving friends and family. Tales from Hollywoodland is available wherever fine podcasts are found. See you at the movies. Ladies and gentlemen. Twas the night before Christmas. By me, the mac and tree dusty rose, baby. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the bunkhouse, not a creature was stirring, not even a little bitty mouth. All them stockings, they was hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Rick soon would be there. All them cheerings with all nestled all snug in their beds, with visions of the boogie woogie man dancing in their heads. And sweet sapphire in her kerchief, and me and my Miller high life cap, we'd just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When I let alone there arose such a crisis, I sprang up out of my bed to see what was causing all this. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, threw open the shutter, the sash, and all them things, daddy. What to my wondering eyes should appear? A big stretch limo with eight tiny reindeers. With a styling, profiling driver, so lively and quick. I knew in a minute, oh, it must be St. Rick. More rapid than Thunderbolt Patterson, with his wrestlers they came. And he whistled, and he shouted, oh, they called him by name, daddy. Oh, now Ricky, now Robert, now Arn and Tully. Own hawk, own animal. On Caudle and Shivani. Ooh, to the top of the porch. To the top of the wall. Now chop away, chop away, chop away all. Jack. As dry walk behind us. Before them yellow dogs fly. 
where they meet with Nikita, they mount to the sky. So up to the Omni, the horsemen they flew, with a slave for the plunder, ooh, and St. Rick too. And then in a twinkle at a hut on that roof, the prancing and pawing of each little hoof, as I drew in my head and I was turning around, down the chimney old St. Rick came in a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, but his clothes, they wasn't tarnished, cause he was rich. A bucket of spilt liquor he flung over his back. And he looked like himself had just bought a brand new Cadillac. Oh, his rings, how they twinkled. His girlfriends, how merry. Arnie Tully had new Rolexes, and so did J.J. and Barry. Oh, 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 his droll little mouth, it was drawn up like a bow. It made me want to give him the bonic elbow. He had a big old nose on his face and a belt around his belly welly. Oh, and he shook when he laughed like 605 on the superstation on the telly. He called me chubby and plump, a beat up crooked leg old elf. And I got funky like a monkey, oh, in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head, but soon gave me to know I had something to dread. The horsemen spoke not a word, but went straight to their work. They were beating and kicking my gutimus maximum into the dirt. And laying four fingers upside his big old nose, gave a nod to the limo heroes. He put me in the figure four and gave me hard times. And to the Marriott they flew before it was closing time. But I heard him exclaim, as it drove out of sight, Rue, by God, Dolph, ladies around the world, my heart ain't the only thing that's gonna grow three sizes tonight. Crystal, Frosty the Snowman's wife, you're never gonna get in line. Some people call me Chris Kringle. But around here, the ladies call me the all-night toy maker. Today may be Jesus' birthday, but tonight, ladies, you're going to be saying, Oh, my God, I'm going to take you back to my workshop. But it's not at the North Pole. It's at Space Mountain. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.